racing. Green light, they're set to go. Green light's on. Set for a start. Kablenz is holding on. Cut glory for Kablenz. But it is all heart style Rico. And he is going to absolutely bolt the Melbourne Cup in. Green light is on for the Green Light On podcast. Yes, we're recording the Green Light On Premier Racing podcast as the launching pad heats are being ran and won at Sandown Park on Thursday night. Uh, I've already been beaten with one that I really like, Starline Express, but I tell you now, punters, I reckon Starline Express is going to win the final of the launching pad because that speed that this greyhound showed, the son of Fernando Bale tonight, he went 490s early, 18.50 down the back. That'll win your Melbourne Cup. Although he got ran down, his time overall was still outstanding, and he's going to find more, I think, the more he goes around at Sandown Park. So stay tuned for that. We'll break apart the uh, the semis of the launching pad on next week's episode. But for now, it's all about the Meadows and the MGRA and the big guns down there at the Broad Meadows uh, Greyhound Racing Association. And the, the number one man, as far as I'm concerned, is the Smith Doggy Dog. And he joins me as always. Smithy, what's news? Gee whiz, Jim, you're getting nicer and nicer to me week after week. There's not much that's going on, mate. I'm I'm happy that the footy's back. I've got uh, my brother's girlfriend has a whip it, and it's uh, it's just sitting on my form at the moment. So hopefully he moves by the time we get to uh, dissect this Saturday's racing. He's sitting on what? He's sitting on my form guide. He uh-huh. won't get off. He's just uh, he's a bit of a clingy bugger. So he just uh, he's just decided to plonk himself on top of my form guide. Uh, you had the old boy's birthday last week. I think it was his fiftieth. You said uh, can't remember that was on or off air. Um, mad Collingwood supporters, you boys are, and you would have enjoyed that last week as well, beating the uh, the reigning premiers, the Mighty Cats. Yes, it was good watch, Jim. Yeah, it was my old man's 50th, and I know he's a uh, avid listener to the show. He probably listens to the Sandown version more than the Meadows version. He gets sick of my voice, but, uh, yeah, it just goes to show he's uh, how, how young I am, mate. 28, he's 50. Gee whiz, he was just uh, just getting stuff done when he was young. Mm, he was, wasn't he? He was six years behind him, mate. Uh, <laughs> still, still none on the ground that you know of anyway. <laughs> That's it, mate. That's it. Run of the week. All right, uh, we'll straighten up this ship at the moment. Um, ship that is, uh, and we'll go with run of the week last week. Just have a listen. The the Kalinda Greyhounds they know how to win races. They're racing, and modern Kalinda jump well, shows terrific pace, and the favourite's going to whip across and lead from a wall, Little Tiger, Rita Bale, and coming over now, Mapunga Warrior. Uh, they followed my mate Tip, Little Tiger in trouble, and Nitro Bale checked to last, but modern Kalinda exploded down the back straight and went seven lengths in front to Mapunga Warrior, then Rita Bale, clear then from Little Tiger, my mate Tip, and Nitro Bale, but turning for home, modern Kalinda out with a safe advantage, uh, storming home Mapunga Warrior to second, five lengths away, but modern Kalinda... Impressive one at four and three quarter lengths to Mapunga Warrior. There was a, a few reasons that win was absolutely outstanding, uh, Corey. First one being I wasn't sure if Modern Kalinda could cross from six. Did that with ease. Um, and then when Mapunga Warrior got to second, the, the race was never going to go any other way than the way it did. But I thought Modern Kalinda was able to hold uh, a very strong greyhound uh, Mapunga Warrior to a nice advantage. So there was a few ticks to, to the run there, I think, of Modern Kalinda last week. Yeah, it was an enormous run, Modern Kalinda. Uh, when Mapunga Warrior lobbed where he did, I obviously didn't know the sectionals that she was running while I was uh, watching on TV. But uh, when Mapunga Warrior lobbed where he did, coming off a 29.81 run, I would have thought that he'd go close to uh, re- at least reeling in some of that margin. But she just kept extending and showed how good she is, Modern Kalinda. She's a star. Saturday's preview. 
All right, we're powering through the episode. Saturday night preview time. 12 races, uh, probably 11 winners, a couple of dead heats, and who knows what at the Meadows this Saturday night. But the good news is I'm with Smithy. Get that dog off the form guide, mate, because we really need to find some winners. Uh, you're in form. Nailed it last week, I hear. Um, me, not so. I, I tell you what, Smithy, I'll, I'm going to be blatantly honest. My last three runs for Punners Punning Club have been absolutely brutal. Um, Chief Dribble last week, should have won. Um, the other two I've tipped, Amron Dan last week at Sandown. Um, ping to the front, ran down on the post, and then Starline Express at Sandown. Ping to the front, ran down on the post. Seriously, if they just altered maybe maybe the Sandown Park post three or four metres shorter and the Meadows maybe five metres longer, maybe not even that far, I'd have three winners in a row. But um, that's the joys of it, Smith. Uh, Smith, doggy, dog, dog, dog. So what are we doing, mate? Uh, 12 at the Meadows. Start us off with race one, can you? Uh, race one, I think Aston Costello is going to be hard to beat, but I'm with American Queen, and I, th- I think you'll be getting a decent price. Forgive me, I probably should have looked up to see if the markets were out. I'm sure they are, but uh, I'm with the two American Queen each way. I thought she was pretty good during that maiden series and uh, gave a good account of herself in that final behind Al's entity. What happens if you haven't got a key to a car when you try and start it? Well, without a key to the car when you try and start it, you're going to uh, have a fair bit of trouble unless you're <laughs> Unless you're kind of a little bit dodgy, Jim. Yeah, no, I'm not getting down that path. My, my theory is, I was just saying, Penny's Princess in race one. I, I think the trainer, Ray Shields, has the key to this greyhound. The reason I say that, uh, the owner, Ronnie Martin, I think prepared her for her first 13 start, sent her over to, to Ray Shields, has had the one start, um, and it was just a blowout performance compared to what she was normally doing. So... Because of that, um, I think we, we put a line through the thir- first 13. That's no disrespect to Ron Martin as a trainer. Certain greyhounds will go better for, for certain trainers and, and, and the way they train greyhounds, and I think this could be one of them. So um, I think because she's had those 13 starts, you're going to get a better price, whereas if she'd only had that one start last week, the first up run for Ray Shields, she'd probably go around, I think, a clear second favourite in the race. So hence, I'm with Penny's Princess, the value. Do you like the way I brought that one to the table there, Smithy? Very impressive, mate. Very impressive. I had no idea where you were going. No, I know. You, you seem to always think the worst of me, too, when you look towards car theft. And <laughs> <laughs> you just, I just never know where it's going to end up. Hey, I'm not tipping Chief Dribble. Um, I'm sacking him in race number two. He should have won last week. Um, Jimmy Shaw's not going to enjoy this podcast this week. But um, I like Umberto. Check out the run at Warrigal, 2675. Um, but he had no right to win. It was teeming rain. He was he was bumped and just pretty much knocked all over the place. And the form guide probably doesn't say that. It says he didn't find any trouble. But if you watch the replay, he definitely found trouble. And I think he's a serious type on the up. He's probably close to being my best bet of the night, Umberto. Yeah, I was uh, on SEN the other night and I said he's a greyhound that's probably capable of a 25-70 run and he comes out and runs 26-70, mm. I think. Still wins. There might have been a few listeners uh, out there thinking that uh, I was I had a few screws loose, but I still, I'd probably equate that to a 25-70 run, to be perfectly honest, given how wet the track was and the times that they were running on the night. So I'm with Umberto as well. I think the wide drawer, if he overcomes that, then uh, he's the best dog in this one and should be winning. What do you do with uh, race number three? I'll probably go on each way play on Starburst Candy. I was big on her last week at the each way. Thought the run was good, but she's a lot better off off the inside. And the other one that I'm going to put a question mark on is Treasure Tears. The the, the question mark is why wasn't she in the uh, the launching pad when the rest of the litter were? So that would tell me that, or well, the majority of the litter that uh, that Robbie Britton's training for the Zaza Syndicate. So that would tell me that maybe she's not up to that standard. Probably doesn't have to be to win this 600 metre race. The flip side is maybe she needs more ground. So hence they've 
bypassed the launching pad and started to to build up the distance. But um, I'm going to go each way with number one, Starburst Candy. Uh, this is probably one I could make a case for just about every runner. I have landed on Treasure Tears. Um, again, I haven't seen any prices, so I don't know what price we're getting. Um, but, yeah, I think I think this is probably a price-related market, this one. This one would help me make my decision, but Treasure Tears at the moment on top for me. Race number four, I'm going to go Demon Flyer. I think the inside draw will be a huge advantage. He's only won 11 races from 56, but six of the 11 have come from the inside two draws. He's a son of Aston Cometo. You go through all of Aston Cometo pups, I reckon 99.9% of them are mad for the inside running rails. So I think the draw could win this race for Demon Flyer. Yeah, I do too. The two can show a bit of pace and uh, it doesn't like too much pressure. So it could just get off the track and uh, go back in the field quickly and just set up the race for Demon Flyer. So I think it just gets a perfect run, Demon Flyer, and uh, will be really hard to beat. This is my best bet of the night. Uh, race five, it was a greyhound that raced in the Tim Britton Stakes last week. Play nice. I thought the run was eye-catchingly good. Fourth run back from a spell, second run back over 700 metres, the proven stayer of the field. Tick, 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 on with play nice as my best for the night. Uh, I was nearly in tears after last weekend because uh, $6 went up for play nice and I said that's a good enough price for me to take and then I kept backing him out to third packing him out the 13s and it, when I saw him just coming I'm like there's a big big chance he chases down wheel and go here but mm. didn't quite get there but I'm going again I'm going with play nice I think we'll improve even more from the run and shouldn't get too far back yeah and he had to work through the run didn't he last week things just sort of didn't go his way whereas wheel and go was was out in front which was probably going to be the case again here but yeah I think uh, considering that the lack of fitness play nice was enormous last week watchdog marks the red 225 play nice at five dollars I think they should be Nearly the other way around. If anything, they should be close to, to a similar price. Race number six, uh, Cook's Electrical and Air Conditioning. They've been powering up the Meadows for 20 years, I've been told. Uh, that's Cookie and his team. Race number six, have you got the winner here, Smith? Uh, I've gone Crystal Bale each way. I think she's the clear leader in this one. I definitely think Keep It Black or Zipping Crusader could win the race. Um, even Trending Zari could get a really nice card across, but I'm going with the speed in the race and each fail day on Crystal Bale. I am not confident, but I'm going with the eight. My mate Tip, he's won five races from box eight, and last week he did want to switch over to the outside in the early part, which uh, obviously made it hard for him. Uh, race number uh, seven, home of the Phoenix, mix four and five, 600 metres. I'm with Valor Bale on top. Uh, this Greyhound's coming back from that uh, stint up in New South Wales. We know what Valor Bale can do, and I think this is probably, to be fair... I'd have to say this is nearly the easiest race he's contested in in a long, long time. So if he's going to bounce back to Melbourne with a win, this would be the right race for him. Yeah, last start he went around $11 in the uh, world's richest middle distance race and then he comes up here. I think you'll get around $2. Well, that's what I'm hoping for anyway. Um, box number three, massive dropping class. He ticks plenty of boxes. Val or Bale for sure for me. What about race eight? This is an interesting race, the uh, the free-for-all. It's got Amron Boy out in seven, um, noticing that the watchdog tips against Amron Boy. What I'm hearing on the, the streets is that uh, Amron Boy is going to bounce back. Have you heard anything like that, Smithy? Oh, he's an absolute superstar. And while this is a really hot free-for-all, um, he, he almost looks well-placed in free-for-alls mm. in, in comparison to some of the races that he sees. But this box draw is sticky for mine, it I think. Is. Of uh, if you if you roll through the PBs of first splits for all the greyhounds in it, Mapunga Warriors got the slowest and it's five fourteen. The rest of them have broken five ten. So if Paddy Wolfpats goes up and runs his low fives like we know, and Rita Bale can also run low fives, then Amron Boy's going to be uh, in a really sticky situation. But how can you discount 
Amron Boy, the superstar that he is. Modern Kalinda, for me, might have the best uh, map of the race. So probably from a punting proposition, leaning towards Modern Kalinda, but there's no way that I can ever discount Amron Boy in any race that he's in. Yeah, interesting race. Uh, very, very interesting race. We'll look forward to that Saturday night. What about race nine? Victoolshop.com, mix four and five. Uh, I'm going with Solace. Again, the, the run was really good, I think, to win at um, Warrigal last time. And two starts ago, beat His Genius Hands. His Genius Hands came out on, what day was it, Tuesday, and beat one of ours up the straight and looked super impressive. So uh, I'm pretty keen on number two, Solace. I think you'll go around at an each-way price too. I um, Yeah, I, I haven't highlighted anything in this race. I can't stand this race, to be honest. I think Nitro Bale and Solace are going to tangle up. They're the two main main winning chances and anything could win this. So I'm going to do a you, Jim. I'm going to sit on the fence for this one. I never thought you'd do that. I never, ever thought you'd do that. So I'm a little bit disappointed. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's because that uh, that little whippet's pooped on your form guide and you're, you're missing <laughs> the form of Solace. But uh, we'll let you off, mate. Uh, race 10, uh, if I can do it, you can do it. Uh, Joliet Bale for mine here. I think Sydney Showgirl's going to lead, but... I don't really see her running past the 450 and then Joliet Bale. I think she'll be the one sitting second in a threatening place and might be too good. Uh, again, without prices, I, I want to back the two and the three. So hopefully they're at prices that where you can back both of them. I thought a Lucy Flyer has been in really good form and flying free to me probably has. It's probably got the most ability in this race. So I'm happy to back both two and three in race number 10. Yeah, what about race 11? Greenhold on podcast, the best uh, named race for the meeting. We had uh, Sammy Webb on the show last week, gave a good push for Absolute Flyer and she ran a, a good race. Not an easy assignment for her here, but it's probably a winnable race because they're a very even bunch. Yeah, this is a very, very even race. This is going to be like a Perry Bar market, I reckon. Ooh. It'll be uh, nice and open. I, I think, again, I'm going to go with a two-dog play. I'm going to back the two and the six. I think the six can lead. If it does, it's a big show of running a big race, and then the two will be back in the field and running on. I thought it was a bit of an eye-catching run last week. I know it only went 5.38 early, but if it improves that by a little bit and uh, gets a clear run, then it can win. So two and the six in race 11 for me. Yeah, I'm with the two each way in that race. And then the the last race of the night, I thought the run of Burdock was uh, was really, really big last week, taking ground off Cracker Jack RT, who I've got a lot of time for. I think Loic Bale's the, the runner who's going to get a very soft lead and just got sort of tangled up in that Cracker Jack RT race last week. So I'm pretty keen each way on Burdock. I thought the run last week was outstanding. But if Loic Bale can lead and get a soft lead, I think that's when she does her best racing. But, yeah, I'm with the three. I'm um, with the four quested bail. I was taken by its run a couple of starts ago where it went 25-25 at Ballarat. If it brings that form here, uh, it hasn't shown really shown that sort of form at the Meadows yet, but if it brings that form here, it would be a big chance, probably at an each-way price. Hunters, hunting club. I'm just watching the replay again of Loic Bale, lit up last week, then clipped over the heels of Cracker Jack RT when... When he went past, so it was it was an unlucky run because if Cracker Jack RT didn't go past, the result might have been a little bit different for her. Even though she went thirty one sixty one at the end, but yeah, I'm still with Burdock, but might be the uh, the exotic race there. I think for us, Smithy, to round out uh, on a Saturday night, mate, I'll be having a couple of froffies for the uh, the wife's thirtieth birthday in the city, mate, in amongst the big buildings. So if we can get a maybe a same race multi home in the last, uh, the drinks might be on me. <laughs> Loic Bale, Burdock and Quested Bale is, is what I'm getting at there in that uh, last race. The three greyhounds that we like there. Punters punning club time. What are you doing, Smith Doggy Dog, with your pineapple this week, mate? Uh, again, I haven't seen prices, so I want to just keep you on your toes once again i'm going to be with play nice regardless if he's under five dollars i just want to go 50 on the win if he's over five dollars give me 25 each way wow 
You do make me work for the money now, don't you? Look, I'm going to agree. Um, I'm going to go 20 bucks each way on Play Nice. I don't care about the price like you, Smithy, because it's only a, you know, just for, for the enjoyment. Um, who was the other one I, I marked? Umberto. I'm going to have 10 bucks a win on Umberto, race two, number eight. That's the way to play. Gamble responsibly. If you think gambling's becoming a problem for you, give Gambler's Help a call. 1-800-858-858. Well, that's it, Smith Doggy. Thanks, mate, for... Uh, Another good podcast, mate. And uh, right now, I'm going to put you under the pump. I know there's only been a few heats of the launching pad run and one. Have you seen one that you've uh, that you've liked? I think we're about, uh, what are we, four races down there when we're finishing up this record. On with Starline Express to win the series, but Zara Mani was outstanding in heat number two. I must admit, mate, I've just checked the results. I've only watched one race where Dundee Rebel got the job done. So I haven't, uh, I haven't watched the other races yet, but uh, my pre-post favourite that I thought would uh, improve throughout the series and be strong at the end was uh, cruise mode. So I see she's found her way through to the next stage. So that'll uh, we'll roll with that. So Paula Baller will surely uh, send me a text and say why you're tipping my dog. But that's all right, Jim. <laughs> and uh, a very happy birthday to your much, much better half, Chloe. And hopefully her recovery's going well, Jim. Inside Info. Well, a trainer who we labelled as the Fooch, I think it was, on this podcast a couple of months ago, Paddy Furchie, is back to uh, the Meadows chasing his first uh, Saturday night Metropolitan winner. And my goodness, he got close to it last week with a greyhound by the name of Scott Mee. And Paddy's been uh, kind enough to jump on the podcast late on Thursday night to have a bit of a chat. Uh, all things racing, sport and everything else as well. Paddy, how are you, brother? Good, James. Thanks for having me again. Hey, happy to have you on, mate. Uh, last week, can you talk us through the run of Scott Mee? Ping to the front, your boy, and I was up in the broadcast box and I thought, my goodness, Paddy's going to get his first city winner here and he just ran out of legs late. Yeah, when he stepped, I couldn't believe it because normally he's a bit slow early. And going down the back, he was still too in front and I thought, gee, like they won't catch him because he's normally quite strong. But, um, yeah, he's pulled up a little bit sore, but he should be ready to fire today. Yeah, mate. Uh, box number eight. I, I know you've had a, a pretty frustrating run of draws with this boy. Seven, six, 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 and four, and now box eight. It's obviously making it hard for him. But how do you how do you see the race playing out on Saturday night with him in box eight? Oh well, I'm hoping he doesn't crash the way he can. Hopefully, he just uh, begins nice, and um, the seven and six make a run for him, and he can slowly make his way down, and then hopefully. Missed some trouble. Yeah, gets into a nice spot on the rail, sitting third or second to the leader. I love the story, mate, because we've had a little bit of a chat off air just recently about you and a few dogs you train, and you said to me that um, you sort of have a goal to, to try and travel interstate and, and win some nice races interstate. Can you tell us a little bit more about uh, about that? Yeah, well, after he trialled, pretty sure off the top of my head he went... 20, he went home in, anyway, he went home in 11.98 at the Meadows, and um, I said to mum, I said, I'm thinking about going up the Tari for the cup with him. Um, the heats are on the 12th of April, so, yeah, that's the aim, if all goes to plan, that is. I, I, I love it, mate. You know what I love about it? Like, I, we, we train a few dogs, obviously, myself and my wife and, and the old boy, Bert, and... We, we try and win the Murray Bridge Cup and the Tamora Cup, and I, I think there's nothing better than than taking a dog, travelling interstate, um, and and just just having a crack at, at a race like that, like you've picked out, Tari. What, what do you like about Tari, mate? Because I checked it on the map, a long, long way from uh, from Maribyrnong. <laughs> yeah, it would, <laughs> yeah, it would take me about 
or once I stop a few times, probably altogether 14 hours to get there. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's to be honest, I don't mind travelling, and I'll just love doing you know just just the rug, the rug really. Um, I want a rug and a little trophy. It doesn't matter what cup it is, if it's even if it's in the coursing or you know if I'm lucky enough to get into the Tari Cup or something like that. Um, yeah, that's all. I just just want to win a nice nice race or. Something like that. <laughs> hey, mate, it's good to have goals, good to chase good races. What about uh, tomorrow? Uh, we're recording this Thursday evening, and you've got uh, one racing up the straight at Hillsville Creditor um, going around tomorrow. What do, you, what do you make of his chances? This podcast will be well and truly out before this greyhound goes, so maybe a bit of inside info for, for Friday straight racing, mate. Oh, to be honest, if he steps, I don't think there's a dog in the race I can beat him but he's quite slow early so hopefully he can sit midfield and doesn't want to get off a little bit like he does and it should be hard to beat tomorrow to be honest he's jumping out of his skin I think we, we spoke last time mate about uh, some of the races you'd love to win as a trainer um, is the Tari Cup elevated up the list somehow? <laughs> nah not really to be honest it's still <laughs> the Australian Cup or the Melbourne Cup the Tari Cup would be, a, would, be would be very nice to be honest I would not complain at all with it Nah, that's brilliant, mate. Well, uh, well, good luck chasing <laughs> chasing the dreams, I'm going to call it, mate, in, in Taree. I'm sure the whole of Victoria will be cheering you home. And I reckon you might be the solo Victorian if you do happen to, to make the 14-hour journey uh, north of Sydney. So good luck, firstly, with a, a pretty big weekend of racing for you, mate. Friday up the straight, Saturday at the Meadows with Scott Mee. I think he's knocking on the door of uh, that elusive Metro win for you, mate. So good luck with uh, with everything moving forward. Thanks a lot, James. I appreciate it. That's it for another episode of the Greenlight on Premier Racing podcast. Hope you've enjoyed it. As always, big thanks to Greyhound Racing Victoria for making the podcast happen. If you want to know more about Greyhound Racing here in Victoria, you can head to grv.org.au or, most importantly, follow them on all of the socials. They're on Facebook. They're on Twitter. They're on Instagram as well. Instagram's fantastic because they do little photos of the greyhounds uh, in the lead-up to the big races, so you can keep an eye on some of the big names uh, every single day in the great game of uh, greyhound racing every day that they're racing. So until next time, don't forget uh, the Shepherd and Cup bonus episode will be out Friday afternoon. So until then, punters, safe travelling. Happy punting on another big week in the world of greyhound racing.